Hey everybody, it's Eric Balance coming to you with the Resilient Minds podcast where I feature beautiful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts in their field where they help us discover their X factor, their experience of life, only to discover how they were able to accomplish and find out their why factor, their big why, their purpose in life. So join me as we get to discover the beauty of our minds and how can we really continue to go after the biggest and most wildest dreams while we continue to pursue and manifest our greatest intelligence that comes from the heart. Also, if you haven't, go check out the new alignment course that I've created at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment, A-L-I-G-N-M-E-N-T. See you on the show. Welcome to the Resilient Minds Podcast, brother. I'm really excited to have you here. It's super amazing to connect with you dearly. Thank you for taking the time. Um, it's super important. And I just want to acknowledge and say thank you for everything that you do, bro. You know, I've, I know G well, um, and I know that you guys are good bros. And it's nice to, you know, just stay connected with like-minded individuals doing great things, man. So first and foremost, thank you. You're so welcome, brother. And thank you for um, creating a space for stories and, uh, and just messages like mine to have wings. So thank you. Bro, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's beautiful because we're just beautiful mirrors of one another. And I just want to start the, the podcast, you know, where we're really sharing a lot about how our experiences, our X factors, they come into fruition by following our why, you know, following our heart space. And the biggest thing that I've discovered is, is like, hey, if, well, the more that we do that, the more that we can, like you said, allow others to fly. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't mind, just a little bit about kind of what you're up to right now in the world, what you're creating, and what do you see the next, you know, decade look for look like for you um, and the people around you? Yeah, so um, what I'm up to in the world is uh, teaching everybody how to be kids again and remember the part of their, their souls that most adults have abandoned. Um, I call it awakening the artist within and the artist is the little kid that was extremely creative, passionate, powerful, um, endless amount of energy, brave, all of that. And, you know, you you see these, the, the adults now they're doing what everybody else wants them to do. And maybe they have these childhood traumas and things that trigger them from childhood. And then they, they're so quick to be like, oh, well, my mom abandoned me or my dad abandoned me. But when I did all of my research, actually the original abandonment came before mom or dad left. It's ultimately when the little kid abandons what's naturally in their heart. Like if you wanted to drum and you were two years old and you're not aware of this, you're two years old, but nobody paid attention to you beating on the desk they kept telling you to shut up and all of a sudden you start doing what everybody else was paying attention to that's you abandoning what was naturally inside of you so you know the work that i do is i teach people how to remember themselves at the soul curriculum at the soul level and it could get dark it could get ugly 
but what is there when you tap back into the natural artist inside of you is a source of power that is stronger than any locomotive in engine that is stronger than any laser beam because you're now in co-creation with source and everything that is then i teach people how to tap into that and when you're in that you're tuned in tapped on vibrating high you don't have to overcompensate at your work to make something look a certain way so that you can fit in you're just naturally grounded in your authentic self nature and people are just magnetically connected to you. So that's the work that I'm doing in the world. It's ugly, it's fun, it's magical, it's simple. And um, I know that I was chosen to be one of the, the lights to bring this to the world, to remind people of who they are deep down on the inside. Um, yeah, I think that was, that was a loaded answer to I your question. It. Yeah. Brother, you know, it, it's really, it really resonates, you know, um, I've cultivated a very similar program called the conscious revival, discovering the artists within. And this is something that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. And so it's beautiful how the eternal mirror, right, the great mirror is showing up in such a beautiful philosophy of saying, hey, how are we cultivating this? Our frequencies are matching, right? And, and we're being able to really, really connect at such a deeper level and saying, hey, our creator, the creator inside of us is here to help you and I understand how much we're vibrating in the same frequency because we're doing such similar things. You know, yeah. I, I, it's really so magic. And, and I think that, you know, together we get to cultivate and understand hey, and share with others the beauty of how important it is to follow the art in the hearts. And then you start resonating with brothers and sisters around the world. Trust is built immediately like this because you've yeah. done the work on yourself to say, hey, I'm willing to step into this sovereign mindset. You know, I call, I also have this like thing called the sovereign mindset and I love that you're wearing a hat. Actually, you know what? Give me one second. Okay. He's going to go put a hat on. <laughs> you know, like, bro, it's like, yeah, yeah. we have this gift and it's like our crowns. Okay. And you know, we have this responsibility, you know, to go out and play to help everyone else see, you know, what their gifts are. And what I love, bro, about you is like, you know, we've just met and I sense this beautiful, beautiful young soul, you know, and it has nothing to do with just the words that you're saying, but it's, it's your eyes, your, the way that you're smiling. And, and, you know, it's beautiful because we're starting to pay attention to that. And yeah. I think, what does that mean to you? Like, how can we educate more of our brothers and sisters to really pay attention to this level of language as well? Not just the words, but well, how we're saying it and, and, and what we're doing while we're saying it. What do you think? I've, I've been called pretty much the dog whisperer my whole life and the child whisperer. And neither one of those can speak the English language whenever they're like babies. And, you know, you, I couldn't properly articulate it back then, but what it was is our souls connected. Our souls yeah. don't have to speak the physical language to speak the same frequency. And now when I'm around 
my own daughter whose name is soul and i'm around animals i pay attention to the way they blink i i pay attention to their body movements the their their shoulders um i pay attention to their barks when they're hungry and their barks when they need to use the to restroom the same thing with my daughter and i'm like oh my god this is like the same thing and so i Nonverbal communication is a higher form of communication than any word that comes out of your mouth. So when you when you focus on the nonverbal patterns, it'll tell you more about a person than actually what comes out of their mouth. Because you, I could go out, you and I can go out to a shopping center and be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Nine times out of ten, every single person is going to say, "Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Oh, today is amazing." Deep down inside, I'm dying. Why the F would you even ask me that question? So what that tells me is there's something that comes before the words, which is the feeling. Because I'm focused on feeling, that language hits me differently than someone who's focused on the words. I'm focused on the fuel that is producing the words. And 75% of communication is nonverbal. So if you focus on training yourself on nonverbal communication, you will have the signs long before words come out. And we haven't been taught this in school. So I wouldn't expect a bunch of people to just know it. We've been taught. It's like, did you hear what I say? That's not what I said. Listen to the words out of my mouth. But I hear the words out of my mouth. Even people say, that say, I'm fighting for my freedom. They're taking away my freedom. We're going to make them pay. I'm like, if you have to fight for your freedom with that energy, I don't think no one can take away freedom that you haven't yet given to yourself. And so I pay attention to that. But this is not a thing that most people pay attention to. So just us talking about this gives people an opportunity to then start focusing on nonverbal communication because it'll tell you a lot more in the eyes and the skin and the frequency and the energy before the words come out. I think navigating this part is really uh, some something for myself and maybe this is just in my own, my own reality. Um, you know, I'm starting to, I don't know if it's been always there. I, you know, I'm certain there's been individuals that have been able to navigate. Maybe it's my own level of awareness, but in your own experience, do you feel as you've been kind of growing since you were a young boy, is this something that has been always uh, prevalent to you or have, have you kind of learned about it as you've developed your own awareness? I'll tell you this. I look at my daughter. She's 10 months old. She's been dancing when she was five months old. And I don't see any other kids that are straight up. You know, kids typically go like that. My daughter has perfect rhythm and she, you can play any song and it's something that's already inside of her. We did not teach her that. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that you can be born with something and not be aware and then learn to cultivate it along along the way. This is what I, I mean. Know. So do you, yeah. So, so I know 
I was born with the gift of connection. I just couldn't, I didn't understand what it was when I was a little kid. So I was just like, oh no, I just feel this thing and it happens. Or I don't know, it's like, they didn't say anything, but I felt it. And then I guess what I, what they said, it was something that was always there. But then as I started evolving and studying 10 day silent retreats, that spiritual psychology, uh, mastery and transformation training and doing all of this training that gave me words to articulate a feeling that's always been there. I was born with that thing and people can cultivate a skill if they weren't, if they weren't born with it, it just might look different. Like my track speed looks different than Usain Bolt's, but I was born a runner. I was born to be a runner. So this is this is exactly what I mean. I think that um, you know where what the belief system is is like. Hey, we it's a direct path. You know, we can all connect deeply to that level of wisdom and that level of connection. The only thing is that we are unaware of so much of it for such a long period of time. So as we kind of learn or are around people that know how to communicate it, like us, to them, right? So it gives them great gifts to say, hey, I can actually follow that same path. And if I can follow that same path, I can find that level of awareness and then I could set new intentions and then I could focus my attention to really uniquely bring out this source of my own artistry or my own artistic um, expression. Right. Yeah. So I'm curious, bro, because this is like, what was the path? Because now, like, as you've known or as you've learned to know or as you've done, you know, the work what was the path for you as like, was there a defining factor? Was there a defining moment that said, Hey, I'm going deeper or was it just something that, you know, came to you? You know what I mean? So take guide us through that a little bit, bro. With what in particular, the path from what? Cause I've got a thousand stories. I can tell a Love thousand it. different ways. So the path guide us on the path of your own discovery of self, you know, I think it's this clear. Is, yeah. So, you know, you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. So I, when I was in the frame of my life, in my past, going through struggles, trials, tribulations, complaining, um, holding resentment, holding hatred towards people, uh, not knowing how to even tap into the abundance frequency to allow attraction at a high level, um, before that happened, I mismanage my energy because energy can't be created nor destroyed. It can only be transferred. So without a lack of just, uh, just because of a lack of awareness, I was chasing women all the time. I was breaking into houses. I was breaking into cars. I was doing a lot of things that was like detriment. It was a detriment to my soul and my spirit and the people around me. And I didn't know why my life was so hard. This was back in 2011. I was already living in my car for two and a half years. Um, I was a little bit over $200,000 in debt. My girlfriend had just broken up with me. My daughter had pretty much disowned me. I was an ex-convict. I had spent two and a half years in a French prison from 2002 to 2005. And I was just floating and existing in life with no like real purpose or chief aim going anywhere. And it was at 3.43 in the morning, November 2011. I remember the night before someone had just broke into my car and stole my computer. And I'm just like, damn, I put scotch tape on my car. 
and, and I put a, uh, a t-shirt, a purple t-shirt, and it was raining. And then that next night, I call it my moment of, uh, of awakening. I just said, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people. And I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in, that I would do for free. Just show me a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. And a week later, I'm at the gas station with $2. And I lived in LA for 22 years. Gas at that time was $4.39. I couldn't even get a gallon. So $2 to my name. And a homeless guy walks up to me and asks me for money. And I said, you have more money than me because he had a wad of cash. The homeless guy says, change your mindset, change your life, and walks away. So it was that moment, that defining moment. It wasn't about the words. It was the energy that was behind the words that hit my soul like a ton of bricks. And it made me think, change your mindset, change your life. So, so if I do different with the same circumstance, my life will change. Well, it's been almost 12 years and I trained myself to do the opposite of everything that I would normally do in areas of my life where I wasn't happy. And so over and over and over, I just started doing the opposite. Normally I go to the clubs, I stopped going to the clubs, I start going to leadership seminars. I didn't know what that was, but that was what I thought the opposite was. Normally I watch TV on my computer. Okay, so I'd stop that. Then I started listening to audiobooks and personal development. Normally I would do this and I stopped that and I did the opposite. Well, because I'm 12 years removed from the space that I was killing myself internally in, I'm also the opposite direction. So my life is a direct flip from where I was almost 12 years ago. And it has exceeded my wildest dreams times 10 and continues to expand and grow and flow. And the people around me, they're matching the frequency that I'm in and on. It's interesting how you needed that moment of like that energy from that, that homeless gentleman to give you that question or that, that, that statement just to, it's like something like you said, it wasn't the words, it was the way that it was said, or it was the energy behind it, or it was the person even that said it, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, what clicked? There was like a, what was it that, did you feel it inside? Did you just like understand, like, what was it? Was it something like, okay, fuck, I need to take more responsibility. I need to step into this. Like, what was it that like was ignited? And where was you know, it, remember? You know, typically when, when, when the universe sends you signs, most people don't listen because they're so busy yeah. in their heads doing what they, well, I got, I got, I got to go to this putt-putt golf game. And it's like, oh, I'll get to it later. I wasn't listening to the signs of life. And what the signs of life is, is I'm going to remove your girlfriend. I'm going to remove your daughter. I'm going to remove your mom. I'm going to remove your job. I'm going to remove your money. I'm going to remove your car. And what I was left with was myself. And I was so broken down to the point where 
when you strip everything away from man or human, and all that person has is themselves, that's when you'll see the true version of them. And I was so broken down in a state of humility that I would actually listen to a homeless person. So I wasn't, there was no resistance because I had no more fight in me. Mm-hmm. And so typically in my path and process, when I don't listen, things get removed from my life to try to get my attention and they get louder and stronger and more powerful and louder and stronger and more powerful until bam, that was my bam. And I unconsciously decided to listen, implement, and because I listened and implemented every day over a long period of time, my life is the result of my implementation. So the feeling was, it was like a rock bottom that bounced me right back up into reality. And now, today, 12 years later, you're create. you have a family, you have a child, and you're creating change everywhere you go with great frequency, great people around you. Been able to retire my mom, travel to set, speak in 75 different countries, best-selling book called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. Um, sold damn near 100,000 copies with no PR and no marketing is just like straight up information going out to the people and they spreaded it. Um, multiple seven figure businesses, been able to speak on stages, 55,000, 60,000 people, no management. It's just like me putting out information. And I know that's not typical, but man, there's something that happens when you get yourself in, in your natural state, in your natural rhythm. It's like you're in, you're harmonizing with nature and anything that becomes a part of nature benefits from its resources, whether it be abundance, love, influence, impact. And those are the fruit that humans grow on the tree of life if they're planted and their roots are grounded in the ground and they know who they are, how they are, where they're going and they are locked into their goal just like that tree locked in locked in and grounded in that space boom the fruits come out so i am grateful for the journey because it allowed me to see who the real me was outside of trying to fit in to everybody else's uh group or try to trying to be seen instead of seeing myself and then other people seeing me see myself yeah, I think this is this is huge. I think that a lot of individuals and, and you know, this is something as we grow up, you know, as we're um, discovering ourselves and we were told to suppress it. You know, I don't know about you, but for me, you know, I was told always like I, I have too much energy or I'm too much or all these like two, two, two. And I said, fuck that. You know, like I yeah. don't care what this is about like i and, and there, there were times when i was growing up i believed it but as i as i kind of peeled back the onion the most important thing is like hey it's actually that too much that that is a, is a, is is a like a reflection of the person saying it it has nothing to do with me yeah you know 
And so I think this is something that I think a lot of people, when they're discovering themselves and they're learning to look less people pleasing and more pleasing, like your inner heart, you know, the, the child. What do you think? Yeah. You know, it's uh, the too much thing is you're, you're right. It's, I think what they don't have the awareness to say is it's, uh, it's too much for me too much for me to handle because I'm not that, which oftentimes makes people feel insignificant, makes them remember how much they don't love themselves. And so they'll do everything in their power to put shade on something that has light. And I've dealt that, I've dealt with that my entire life. Fortunately for me, I didn't listen. I, I was the hard head. I was the person that didn't listen uh, and I'll never tell someone not to go to school, but I am so glad that I did not get caught up in immersed in the school system designed to keep you average. 300 something years, the school systems have not changed public publicly traded school systems. And then we're wondering why there's only 1%, 2% wealthy in the world possibly because they're operating off of, uh, of a different training stim- stimulus. You want to change people. You don't change the people. You change the system at which they're learning. And that's what changes the people. And so for me, it is a very difficult job to do the work that I'm doing and go one person at a time while wanting to change the world. So in my head, I'm always thinking about the system, the system of learning. And so now my daughter, she will not come up in the same system that I came up in. Fortunately, I just was hardheaded and got trouble all the time. So I always got kicked out, didn't get caught in it. But my daughter will not come up in a system where it's designed for her to be average. She will know who she is by the time she's two years old. She will know, and she'll be very clear on that. So do you all think, of it, um, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, sorry. I'm just saying, like, do you think that people need to, like, I always say, you know, especially with our children or like, I don't have children yet, but I can't wait one day. <laughs> um, do you think that the most important thing as we are evolving and helping our children cultivate this awareness, it's about not necessarily going out there and changing the world, but understanding and changing the way that they see the world. And so when they yes. start seeing, you know what I mean? It gives them more of an understanding to, to, curate a philosophy that's maybe more compassionate or understanding or um you know just 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 wanting to really help and and see kind of the benefit or the good in knowing that everybody is doing the best that they can with the knowledge that they have like what are your thoughts on this i'm just yeah what so many people have asked me they're like how have you one how did you learn how to be an influential person. How did you, how have you impacted so many people? I was like, man, before 
I shared the world what I was truly going through. I was trying to change the world. And then that's when I realized when I fell on hard times, I can't make anybody change, but I can change myself. And then so I started making myself a priority and just learning more about me, why I think a certain way, why I speak a certain way, why my actions are a certain way, why my results are the way that they are, and why my energy is a certain way. And the more and more I learned about me, and I started learning and like really researching and asking, the more and more I learned about me, I noticed how people were changing around me. People don't do what you say, they do what they see and they respond to how they feel because that energy just wraps people, especially who's, whoever's closest to you. So I changed myself. I transformed myself so much. I still got the same drive, but my actions, my energy, the frequency that I'm uh, that that's oozing out of me, not the same that it was from when I was a, from when I was younger. And more and more on the daily, people are like, man, I saw you and you retired your mom. That inspired me to do this thing. Oh, I saw you and I saw you and I was like, wait a second. You don't change the world. You changed yourself. And then you share with the world how you did it because you can't, you can't be what you can't see. So when other people see change in you and you can articulate it, that gives them a permission slip to say, me too. And then soon you look up five, 10 years later and you've, you have the image of changing the world. Yes. This is something that uh, I think is the most beautiful thing because if we identify, you know, with this type of type of internal change, and I'm certain that you do this with within your program and the way that you speak. And so what is it like, do you feel that the frequency within, right, as we clear because you know we're the universe let's 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 be clear you know we have the creator in our heartbeat you know like we're part of the universe so knowing this and knowing that we have these i dreams or belief systems or knowings is it now less of needing to like prove oneself and more about just kind of sitting there and knowing who you are and then everything just starts to come to you well, technically sitting there knowing who you are and everything just starts to come to you. Unfortunately, most people don't have the bandwidth to hold themselves in that way. They don't, yeah. they, they're, they're too distracted. So you, Distraction. you can't just say that. You can't just give a baby pre-calculus when they haven't even learned the ABCs yet. And so that's why when you and I were in kindergarten, we couldn't have just taught ourselves the ABCs. We actually had a teacher and we were around other students. And you, you, you grew, you learned language through, through groupthink. And you did A, B, C, D, E, F, G over and over and over around a collective and you had a teacher. So to get somewhere where you've never been before, it's important for you to see it. 
it's very, very, very important for you to see it because it, it doesn't just come. It's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be an Olympic athlete. Well, if you've never seen an Olympic athlete or heard of it, it's not going to just come out of nowhere unless you were the inventor you of the Olympics. Or to feel it. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it, is it, to, are you saying to model, like to see a model of somebody? Is that to see an example, but it elicits yeah. a feeling. Yeah. So when you see an example, it elicits a feeling inside of you. Yeah. And that feeling is like, oh my God, I want that. Mm -hmm. But you see what you want. And so I think having examples of what it looks like to be on fire for life, to be in purpose, on purpose, and be in integrity with that and teach what you're actually living gives other people permission to say, that's the kind of person I want to learn from. Yeah. That's the kind of person that I'm modeling my success after because I resonate with everything that he's doing or she's doing. And just like Michael Jackson had Fred Astaire and James Brown, and he used to copy Fred Astaire's move and James Brown, Brown's move, but Michael Jackson was always Michael Jackson, but he modeled the beginning stages of his dancing. And then all of a sudden Michael Jackson emerged with a blend of everybody that he studied. Like everybody studied somebody because creation exists, but nobody really is creating anything what they're doing is passing on information that's been here from ancient times and this is the mirror is, this is the great mirror yes right so what you're doing is creating your own way of articulating it but creation is just information being passed through from channel to channel to channel so what i do ultimately is i teach people how to unblock their channel which is the spiritual instrument instrument that houses infinite wisdom inside of your skin container. All the ideas, all the creativity. You've got 75 different great grandparents, grandparents and 400,000 people, your ancestors had to die just for you to be here. You don't think their DNA is not encoded inside of every cell of your body? Well, maybe some of your thoughts aren't just your thoughts. Maybe the things that come out of nowhere, maybe that information is blocked because of your insecurities, because of alcohol, because of sex addiction, uh, sex addi addiction, porn addiction, um, just like hatred, insecurities, all of those things, they block your channel. I teach people how to unblock their channel to allow the infinite wisdom to flow through, just like a water hose, you, you, you put it in a knot and you turn it on full blast, little spigots of water. You undo the knot and then flow is the essence of what happens with the water. So I teach people how to be open, to be receptors to the information, to ancient wisdom, to flow through their channel. I love it. And if somebody is listening right now and they're like, Listen, guys, I have no idea what, what you guys are talking about when it comes to flowing in the channel. What would be a first step that they could take? Okay, here's the first step. From kindergarten all the way up until now, I want you to think of everyone that you right now have held resentment towards, everyone that you hate everyone that you've done something negative to, 
You might come up with a list of 30 people. Oh, I slapped this girlfriend, this girl on the butt when I was five years old and she, she was so angry with me. Oh, I bullied this kid in second grade. Uh, he was so angry with me. I want you to think of everybody negative, every, everybody that you've ever done anything negative to. And everybody who's ever done anything negative to you. And I want you to write them all on a list with the intention of apologizing to them for your part. Not about what they did to make you angry and not about what they did to make you do something negative, whatever. You're in full 100% responsibility and you're clearing yourself and you're freeing yourself from hatred, from a lack of love, from insecurities, from self-doubt. You're freeing yourself from, from all of those things by apologizing, first forgiving yourself, forgiving the other person, and then apologizing for what you did. People remember how you made them feel the last time you had an experience of them. And every single time they see your photo on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever, one of the first thoughts for most people, not everybody, for most people, is how you made them feel last. If you got a list of 75 people, now imagine what happens to a heart that comes from the essence and the frequency of freedom and love and says, will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? I apologize. I am sorry. Will you forgive me? To 75 people, you have literally freed yourself from the entanglement of the open loop that you created that is literally housing specific energy in your life right now. It is very difficult. And when you do it, I want you to pay attention to the random things that are positive that then start to take place in your life. Love it, man. Important. And I think that a lot of us is, this is like, um, when, 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 cause I was addicted to, uh, uh, drugs when I was 16 to 19. And so this was, a it's almost that when I did, when I went to rehab, um, we did the, you know, um, part of the 12 steps, it was really good, like to really take the time and apologize and, you know, go back to these, these, these connections. And I think that this is something, you know, similar, but different, of course. And it, I remember, you know, being able to, to do this and then going to places and then feeling like compassion, right? Like it's the highest form of love, right? Like you do this for yourself really. And then at the end, at the end of the day, you do it for yourself first and then you can do it for everybody around you. One thing that you really talked about, which was really special. Um, I mean, a lot of, all of it, but you know, one thing that I picked up on is this amazing gift of leaving something or a relationship uh, experience or a person's connection uh, better than when you found it. Mm. And to me, this is integrity. And it's a, it's really a beautiful piece. And so I think that the way we do one thing is the way that we do ev the, everything, you know, I yeah. really believe in this and life is made up of patterns. And if we can start recognizing these patterns, we start to identify with like, you know, different, like you said, generational, ancient, traumas hmm. and integrity is really you know i think us as our mirrors right as our creator 
runs through us, through you and through me. And as I see you, my brother, um, I feel like we have the same intention and integrity being something that how can we together, you know, you and me and, and our beautiful communities and what we're doing in the world, leave this world behind better than when we found it. Just like we do in what, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So this has been a question for me since I was a little boy, you know? Um, since I was a little tiny boy, bro, like, you know, always like, hey, when I leave this place, like, I just want to make it more happy and more excited and more expressive. And I want people to feel safe. And I think that this is something that is really important because I think most of like our inner child really wants to do that for our future generations. But I think that a lot of men and women, perhaps, um, I can only speak for myself, maybe aren't tapping in deep enough to take that responsibility. And so I'm just curious to know what you think, because it's really near and dear, as you can tell, to my heart. Yeah. I mean, again, it goes back to personal example. Yeah. I can be responsible for myself and how I show up. So the more change I make, the more the difference I make in the world, I already know that I'm leaving this, this world better than I found it. Because before I started doing this work, you didn't have me. You didn't have my gifts out in the world. So by me giving my gifts away and being a selfless servant and really honoring the true calling in my heart and living as my most truest and highest self and or at least attempting to that in itself is enough to applaud yourself for leaving this world better than you found it because most people keep their gifts hidden they don't use them they're like well i've always wanted to write this book i've always been a really good dancer because if something happened they stopped dancing and most people keep their gifts away they, 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 we weren't created to be keepers. We were created to be givers. That's why you can't hold water down that you just drank 30 minutes ago. You can't hold food down. Your tears are designed to come out. Throw up is designed to come out. Piss and poop, it's designed to come out. The secrets are designed to come out. Your creativity, your gifts are designed to come out. So every time you hold it in, that would be the exact same thing to your life, the physical evidence of your life, as if you held your breath and you didn't let it go, you would eventually die. And that's why a lot of people's life look like the cousins of death, because they're holding on to their greatest asset, which is themselves at their truest. Mm -hmm. And if you let it go, and if you give it out, you'll activate the forces of nature. Nature is giving and receiving. So by you giving it out, you open your you leave yourself open for for receiving so that you showing up you sharing you talking you giving your gifts you honoring who you really are you're already in the act of leaving this world better than how you found it oh brother love you man <laughs> Really nice. Well, well, very beautifully said, man. And I think that this is important. And, I, and, and anybody that's listening, really, like, we're guys here that, you know, we really want to express ourselves. This is something that 
we're here to 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 offer to the world because we believe that the certainty comes from inside and you know i think that certainty you know we've for so long have been seeking you know for generations outside of us for the external world to give us some sort of safety but safety comes within and and i think that do you I mean, I would love to know when you come to a place and you walk into a room and you step in on stage or you're ready to like, this is an essence that you have achieved through building and, and always stepping into the uncomfort. Am I right? Yep. And so as you do this, as you are willing to like, like you said, share it, you know, express it, consciously um, design your future, design your present moment, design your life. You're um, embracing your energy and your, your uh, confidence and your conviction in the certainty that you can show up and to make a change for other people. So if these artists that you're working with or um these you know individuals to the, discover themselves the reason that it's there right is to for them to really go into making it reality and so to me like bro your your message is so resonant for me because for the longest time i love you bro for the longest time you know there's especially as men bro we've been like the, the patriarchy has ruled again for me this is maybe in my reality and i'm not saying for everybody for me it's very much so about masculine you know like aggressive big strong dangerous and this was a really important thing that i needed to learn because all of what society had told me for a very long time as i was growing up was that I needed to be scary, you know? And <laughs> and I was, I was like the opposite of the person I am today. And then it was like peeling back, peeling back this, this like fucking crazy gorilla, you know? And allowing myself to really come forward. So to me, I think that what you're doing is, is 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 really beautiful because this is something that you know speaks to me and if somebody is out there feeling dark and disheartened and like they can't you know or or man you know specifically i speak to like i'm speaking to men right now because this has been something that for us the woundedness doesn't need to happen and i want to know about your experience if you know you talked about prison and and you know going into this the woundedness where did that come from and how were you able to come out of that wounded masculine like message of your own where did it come from it came from my dad and my brother yeah. nobody modeled healthy masculine in my life and it wasn't until I moved here to Austin two years ago that I saw a different version of a man. Every man in my eyes, the way I saw the world, was my dad and my brother. So I didn't like them. And um, 
when I came to Austin and hanging out with Preston Smiles and Stefano Sifandos and working out every day and I mean every every Wednesday, um, something started to shift and my wife was like, "Keep hanging out with them." I said, "Why?" She's like, "Cause every time you come home, it's like you're you're like different." And what I realized was. I was trying to have my wife meet all of the needs that someone else should have been meeting. And that's what was activating my tribal nature with my other fellas. And the more and more and more I hung out with health, other healthy masculine men, I was healing. And because I had a different example of a man to study from, now I started appreciating my dad and my brother and I let go of whatever that was and it's been a wild and crazy journey and so now it's my version of a real man is someone who has control over their mind that someone that can be as soft as a tulip and as hard as a lion and you know your range you're not afraid of your range you can be dangerous and you can be loving and you can switch it on and off anytime and you're not triggered for it to go on and off. Mm -hmm. So when it comes time to protect, I am, it's pretty crazy and it's pretty scary. And when it's come, when it comes time for me to love and play and be a child and be in joy, it is so, it's like the world stops. And it's mm -hmm. because I've, I've personally and intentionally explored my edges and like what's this like oh my god it's and then now just like puzzles you got all the pieces out then you can start to put them together and so this is one of the big reasons why me preston and stephanos were the co-founders of empowered brotherhood we created like the largest men's movement in austin that's like taking the world by storm because we realized that we all needed the very thing that we were teaching and Beautiful. since we didn't have models leading that for us, the people who are spiritual, physical, got business sense, and the whole range of it, I was like, man, this is dope. I'm learning a lot. I'm adding, I'm putting lots of pieces together. So again, having examples, it shows you a direction that you can put your energy in. Ultimately, you're going to make the decision about who you're going to be and who you're going to follow. But then when you have those examples in front of your face, damn near every day, it makes it easier for 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 growth to happen because people grow 10 times faster through groups than they do by themselves. Yeah. 100% bro. And I think that this is why community is so important for the both of us, you know, bro. Um, so Brad, blessed. I, I would love to know if any for anybody that's listening, um, where's the best way to find out about you know the men's program, what you're up to, and where they can find you. Okay, so you can definitely find me on my website, GarenJones.com, and um, you can also find me September 20th here in yeah. Austin. I am hosting a four-hour experiential workshop called Manifest, where I'm teaching people in real time, how to tune their channel, how to unclog their channel, and then also how to manifest at a high level and the steps before and the steps after. That's uh, September 20th. 
Um, and then October 13th through the 16th, I'm hosting a retreat. It's one of the most powerful retreats in, in the country. And it's called Awaken the Artist Within from the 13th through the 16th here in Austin. Super excited. So that's happening. And you can find me on my Instagram, garenjones.com, or in my book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, which is on Amazon in Spanish and English. Beautiful, bro. And I'll make sure all those notes for anybody that uh, I'll put them in the show notes. So brother, last question before we go. Thank you. Um, what would you do if you had three days left to live? First thing I would do, which is what I've already put in place, is to make sure my, my family is set. Make sure my mom is set, my, 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 my brother, like my first daughter, who's about to be 21 in December, my daughter, my wife. I'm gonna make sure that all the things that need to be put in place are in place so they're not running around like a chicken with their head cut off. So that would happen, but I'm already like, I've already like done that. So I'll just say that, okay? And then two, what I'm doing, what I'm doing now is like what I, I'll be like, I, I just do it at a 10 times higher rate, a rate that I knew that I couldn't keep keep up at just because it's what I love to do. Right now, I lead my life from a place of sustaining over a long period of time. So I don't really have pop and drop things that pop and drop out of my life and I break down. I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Like I do things so that I can sustain over a long period of time. So I would do what I was doing at a 10 times higher rate. I'm like, yo, I might as well go out on my shield doing what I know I am called to do. That's number two. And then number three, if I had the access, I would have TV, I would have TV and streaming access to the entire planet. And I would just share all the wisdom I've ever learned in hopes that the world takes it on, which would keep me alive forever because my le legacy will live through the knowledge and wisdom. So those are the three things that I would do. I love it, brother. Thank you so much for all your time, all your love, all your brilliance, bro. Is there any last things that you wanna share? No. Not really. If you get through this whole thing and you have zero motivation for your life or you're like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you because I, I don't, I don't know how to, <clears throat> I don't know how yet how to coach like mutes. It's like what comes from the heart goes into the heart and I poured my heart out and so did you on this. So if you didn't feel it, you didn't feel it. But if you did, you already know what to do. Exactly. Bless you, brother. 
Thank you, man. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to The Resilient Minds. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to go comment and like and follow us on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure, please make sure that if you really love this, to share this episode and make sure that you're inviting all your friends to like it as we continue to unfold what the beauty of our minds does. More importantly, how powerful our heart level of intelligence can be when we combine our heart and our brain together. And more importantly, check out the alignment course that I've created. It's seriously there for you to take advantage of at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment. See you on the next show.